3: Aliens to
4: ghosts,
2: demons to angels, and from shadow people
1: to the outlandish. Heidi Hollis' The Outlander, Outlander, Outlander.
5: Welcome, welcome everybody to my awesome Friday evening. You're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. So, welcome to the show. Pull up a chair, I don't know, grab a drink, coffee, cookies. I'm just dreaming right now. Okay, so, you guys, if you want to know where you have landed, this show is about bringing outlandish and interesting topics to the forefront. From aliens to angels, ghosts, demons, holy encounters, shadow people, to Bigfoot to the outlandish. I always say if it's weird... We're here, and now you're staring at me, so you're just as weird as I am. So, now, to know more about me, if you don't know who the heck I am, oh, goodness, well, I guess you'll learn. (laughs) When it comes to the outlandish, from bad aliens to good aliens to visions of Jesus, angels, all that good stuff, personally, I am someone who has been there, seen that experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it, and now I am hoping to help others do the same darn thing and understand this crazy world of ours. And if you want to learn more about me, go to my main website, which is Mm HeidiHollis.com. Just read up, people. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Just put a one in front of my name for Facebook and for Twitter and join me. I want to see if I can break a record, see if I can have the most followers paranormal enthusiasts. How about that? Put the word out there. Maybe I'll keep that as a focus. Isn't that how Bieber got big? <sighs> I don't know. So anyways, um, I want to tell you guys that you hear this program because a lot of you may not know, and I think it's important. So get some paper. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. Um, you can get an app for this program. You can get it for your iPhone, your Droid. Yeah, you can do all that. Uh, your tablets. And you can hear us that way, or you can hear us by phone at 832-280-0830 or 786-837-2262. And during this program, even during the Outlandish Corner, when it comes to things out of the ordinary, you guys have questions, you could call at 1-888-919-2355 or simply Skype your comments and questions to Inception Radio Network. And I have this really awesome producer. His name is Jamie. And um, he'll pass along the questions. He's cool. And he doesn't bite. Not today. So, um, and also there's a live chat room. You guys could go there and uh, chat about things. And we'll grab your questions from there too. And uh, we'll just ask the guests or myself or whatever. Whatever you guys want to do, we'll go there, okay? And um, now there's this beautiful segment I call The Outlandish Corner because I had no other name for it. So I just called it that. And what that is people like yourselves who have experienced odd things or just have questions about odd things, you guys can write me at dosoutlander at gmail.com or go to my Facebook page and write me there. And uh, some of your thoughts, your questions, comments, curiosities, whatever, anything out of the ordinary and interesting. Um, I will read your emails off. Or if you want to be as brave and brazen and ballsy with no dingleberries, people, as my first guest coming on tonight, oh yeah, she is one of you who has experienced odd things, and I am going to have her join me. Alicia Zimmerman is going to share her paranormal encounters experiences, and uh we're just gonna chat it up because we did like for four hours, like it it was cool, so um she had actually called in a couple of weeks ago and shared part of her story, and I'm like. But we got to talk more. So she's going to be now filling up my first segment of the Outlandish Corner. And we're just going to chew the fat like girlfriends do. So, Alicia, are you there?
0: I'm here. And I just want to thank you, Heidi, for having me on your show. And I want to tell you what an inspiration you are to me and I know to the rest of your listeners. Because um, listening to you gave me a outlook on life that... I had never heard before i had h- he- i had seen it known it, but until I heard you say it on coast to coast, i really it was it was just a beckoning for me, so I thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thank you my
5: goodness well thank you i'm I'm glad to know that something I'm babbling about is helping somebody else out there so it is really great.
0: is <laughs> I appreciate it.
5: I'm so glad. You know, Alicia, you know, kind of update people. The last time when you called in, you are sharing about some of your shadow people and Hatman encounters. Give us some background. Tell us about one of the experiences uh, that, that you had.
0: Which one do you want me to talk about? Because um, I could talk about my latest one, which was two years ago, or I could talk about my first one. I, you know, I've had numerous. Since I was a little child. And um, it's all very not new to me, but new to me because I am a seeker. I would like to know why I'm seeing this. And listening to shows like yours, and listening to Coast to Coast, and watching the numerous TV shows, it gives me kind of an outlet. So go ahead and whatever story you want we talked for 4 hours so what do you think i should talk about
5: you know what we could go there let's let's talk about some of your just briefly like your background you you did experience some odd things when you were a kid what was like uh, coming up even through the years what was probably your most impactful experience that really shook up your world like wow this this is real well, i'm not
0: Well i guess we'll talk about um the latest um because i'm 37 now and um, this happened two years ago, and it hadn't happened for the last time before the previous time was maybe ten years previous. It 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 laps. It doesn't go like I don't see this every day. I don't see this every week or every year for that fact. But I know I see it more than the majority of people will never see what you and I have seen.
5: What what is so, it? Been- left and come back. What is it? What would you, how would you describe? What is this thing?
0: It was a very stormy night. It was supposed to be a hurricane in Florida. It was... I'm not quite sure if it was two years ago, three years ago, or four years ago. I, I know it was recently, kind of recently. I was bartending, and they sent me home early because we had a curfew. Okay. And we had to be off the streets at 10 and when i got home it was probably like 10, 10 15, and i remember opening up my door and the door flew open but it just flew open in such a and you know even though it was a, like a tropical storm downgraded from a hurricane it just it just felt like something came in behind me and it was so odd to me but nothing you know nothing happened i never lost any power I watched TV on the couch and I went to bed around one o'clock in the morning and I was sleeping in my bed and I lived by myself and I had a, I had a little dog, my dog Charlie, and he was laying on the bed with me and at three in the morning, I'll never forget, it was three in the morning, I looked at my clock because my dog started barking, he woke me up. And I I looked at the clock, and it was 3 in the morning, and I looked at him, and I was like, Oi, Charlie, go to sleep. And he kept on barking, and it was, you know, it's normal for a dog to bark during storms, but he was not looking at the window. He was looking at my closet, Hmm. and I was looking at him, and I was like, Shh, quiet, go to sleep, go night-night and he wouldn't settle down and i looked at him and then i looked at where he was looking and he was looking at my closet and when i looked at my closet that's when i saw the shadow person and he was standing there and he was i mean plain as day my eyes were adjusted to the light in the room and he was standing in front of my sh- in front of my closet and I thought to myself immediately, I must be dreaming. This, is, <laughs> this has to be a dream. This can't be real. And the dog kept on barking and, and just kept on freaking out. And I looked at my dog. I looked at the the shadow person. And I was like, oh, my God, please, let me be dreaming. I don't want this to be real. And all of a sudden, the whole episode took about maybe five minutes. Okay. From 3 in the morning to 3.05. What had happened is that the shadow person walked from my closet to the corner of my bed, which I was sleeping on, the right side of the bed, and stood there. And, of course, I'm freaking out, and I'm like, I'm petrified. I'm, I'm not moving. I'm not, like, I'm trying not even to breathe. And my dog is backing away from him and backing into the far corner of the bed, like walking away from him, but yet still barking and looking straight at him. Wow. Then this shadow person starts to walk from that corner across the, like he didn't, he never got on my bed, but across the bed to my window, which was on the far right hand side of my bedroom And stood at that window, and all I kept on, I like, I couldn't move my body, but all I could do was move my eyes,
5: and I looked at
0: him. Pardon?
5: Paralyzed.
0: I was looking at him, and I was thinking to myself, "Please, please, go out the window, please go out the window, please go out the window. I don't want you to be in my house. Like, I was just hoping he would like go out the window and like leave, like." Like kind of like get smaller and just go out the window because I've seen shadow people in my past and they've like, you know, they've never really done what they what I want them to do. I always want them to leave me the heck alone. Right. But they never do. They kind of they do whatever they want to do. I don't know why they come to me.
5: Now, can, can I get you, I want to hear, how could you describe this shadow person? I mean, did he look like he was wearing clothing? I mean, did you see any details on him?
0: I didn't see, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't see any details. All I saw was a 100% definite person. It looked like you couldn't see, there was no, it was just black, completely black, but you could see the head the neck, the torso, the arms, the legs. I mean, you could definitely see, if I had a friend standing in the room, like a guy friend, it looked like a guy. But there was no, like, um, there was no um, definition of, like, face, nose, eyes. There was nothing of that. It was just completely black. And... I've seen everything from witches, from women that looked, and I never saw any detail with them except for reaching out hands. I've seen the hat person, which when I heard you talking on coast to coast, that's what got me. I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard anybody talk of the hat person, but I've seen the hat person. And then I've seen a giant person, like a giant, literally like a giant, like all the way to the ceiling, Shadow person in another house.
5: What what, describe that? Did that that look anything similar to what it was that you experienced uh, with this guy walking across your room?
0: No, he was completely different. Like you know, I'm actually remodeling that house right now, and I'm very, very, very. I was I was actually there for five hours today remodeling, putting in brand new floors, and I'm really interested to see. Because I'm not really sure how all this works. I'm like your listeners. Like, I'm not, I don't claim to be psychic. I don't claim to be anything. The one thing that I do admit to being is I think I'm what they call sensitive. Uh, I think that maybe spirits. Um, I know for sure my father came to me. 100% I know he came to me. And I know my grandfather came to me before I was born. He died, and he came to me when I was a child. I knew what he looked like. I knew his name. And I could, I could call him out in a photo album and say, that's Jack. So I know that I'm a sensitive, but I do not claim to be a psychic because yeah. I don't speak. Yeah. I don't.
5: I, I just, no, too, I just because... don't
0: know how to communicate with them. They, right. I don't know what they do with me. Like, I don't know why they do what they do with me, but all I know is that I've experienced what I've experienced, and well, I, I'm I still wanted trying to, jump to figure it out.
5: I wanted to tell you something, because a lot of times people, like yourself and myself, who, you know, I, I guess we're more sensitive than others, that we've experienced things that other people haven't, and we see things other people haven't, and we're like, why me? Why is this going on? And to be honest, it seems like because we are sensitive to seeing these things that more things come around and take a peek at us and kind of poke a stick at us and say, can you see this? Can you hear that? You know, and it's like, I don't understand if they're, if, if it's loneliness sometimes, but these shadow people, I mean, it, what it, you know, I'll ask you, how did it make you feel when you saw these things? Did you feel all fuzzy inside or what?
0: Hell no. Hell no, honey. Uh-uh. I didn't want to see that by any means. I was upset that I saw it. I didn't like it. I didn't want to see it. It upset me. I couldn't sleep for months. Didn't want to see it. I was a bartender at the time. I stayed at the bar way, way, way later. Would come home super like 4 or 5 in the morning. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. In fact, I actually ended up having a cleansing of my house two months later because... I had experiences the the very day, the very day, because that happened at three in the morning. I looked at the alarm clock. It was three in the morning. I called my neighbor after the shadow person went back into the closet. I maybe waited around. I have no idea. Two, three, four minutes, five minutes, like comatose, laying still in the bed and then I brought like everything I had in me I mustered it up and I jumped out of the bed and I ran out of the out of that bedroom and I my dog ran right after me me and my puppy ran the hell out of that room and I was in my living room and, all, and I called my neighbor upstairs I don't know why I didn't just run upstairs to his room or to his house and just bang on his door but I called him instead of like running upstairs. I called him and I said please come downstairs. Please, please, please. And he goes, baby, it's not that bad of a storm. And I said, fuck the, pardon my language. Oh, Screw oh, the storm.
5: Great, drop some F-bombs
0: on the air there. I'm so sorry. But that's what I really said. I was like, F the storm. I don't care about that. I saw a flipping ghost. Come down here now. I'm not going to sleep. Well, and he well, actually did. He came downstairs. Mm-hmm. And he stayed with me, and he told me, he goes, honey, you were dreaming. That was not real. You not, were just not. dreaming. Don't worry about it. It wasn't real. And I said, I'm not going back into that room. And he so goes, That's all I'll stay with you. Uh, so you we, we slept that. on that couch. And then um, he went to work in the morning, and I was laying on the couch. I'm a bartender. I like to sleep during the day. So, I'm like laying on the couch, and my dog is on my lap, and I'm watching a movie, a DVD in the, in the movie, or in the TV. And I have three candles on top of my TV. And this is an old fashioned TV, not like the new, like, thin screen, you know, nice TVs that you put on your wall. This is an old fashioned TV that you actually have sitting on a table. And it's quite thick. It's like, you know, a foot thick.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah. And I
0: had three candles on top of that TV. Mm -hmm. The middle candle, neither one of the ones on either side of the candle moved. The middle candle, halfway through that movie, flew three to four feet away from the TV towards me, directly towards me. I'm not joking you. It was either three or four feet away from the TV. That thing came shooting at me. If there had been something going on, and which I did put the candle back on the TV, I rewinded, like, you know, I just I set it to, like, the scene before. I let it play through. There's no way. It would have, like, if it was rumbling from the TV, it would have shaken off and dropped. It would not have thrown... Three right. to four feet
5: away. I to get to something to, though, too, because I know that you've experienced a lot of odd things. But one thing that was, uh, I think, that is empowering for people to know, because this is something that I, I, I really make a big effort and a big deal about. Is like even though you're experiencing these odd and horrific things, you can make these things go away. And you had a lot of success in getting rid of a lot of the negativity. I did. Experience. I did. Now, can you share a I little did. bit about?
0: I did. Um, what happened is um, a very close friend of mine. I was telling people because I was I was scared to go home. I was very scared to go home. I didn't like going home because I just knew, like, you know, lights had turned on, things had flown off the wall, the candle had flown across the room. Um, it just, I, I just, I didn't feel like I was alone by myself anymore. I felt like something was from the night of the storm, I felt like something flew into the house. It, w- it hadn't been there before, but it had come in with the storm. And I, didn't, I no longer felt safe there. Even though I had lived there for four years, and never felt anything, always felt safe. After that night, I never felt comfortable again. And I started staying at work very late, and I was like, this is crazy. I'm spending the night at a friend's house. Says, I can't do this. This is my home. I need to sleep. I need to stay home. So I told a very close friend of mine, I said, Willie, um, something's going on in my house, and I want you to believe me. I really, really, really want you to believe what I'm telling you. This happened. I'm not crazy. Right. Can you help me? Can you help me? Like, will you look online? Because I'm not great at online anything. I'm not (laughs) a computer person by any means. And he is. And I said, well, you look online and tell me if you come up with anything. And he did. He came up with a prayer. And what we did was um, he downloaded the prayer. He Xerox copied it, brought it to my house. We lit tea lights. And we put the tea lights in all of my, we opened up every single door, the sliding glass doors, the doors, all of the windows. And we lit tea lights, white tea lights, and put them in all of the all of the windows, all of the doors. We did not burn sage. That was oh. part of the prayer, but we did not. We didn't have sage, so we never. We just we just did what we did. We improvised because I was like, I don't care if I have sage. We gotta say this prayer. Let's just do it.
5: Right. And,
0: right. And um, and it actually worked. Even without the sage, it worked, because I've never felt anything since. And what it was was go to the light. I'm just, like, I'm just improvising. This was, this was like, four years ago. I wish I had, like, the prayer. In fact, I will research if any of your callers mm-hmm. um, are, you know, dealing with the same kind of situation. And if they have a question, I will definitely research, because I talked to Willie today, and he's actually looking into it. If you want to con- connect with me, um, Heidi will give you my email or my Facebook.
5: Well, you and know, you could give that out right free. now, actually. You can give out Ready? your Facebook right now so whoever wants to get in touch with you and can share and chat between yourselves. I mean, go ahead. Well, put it out.
0: It's, it's very easy. It's Alicia Simmerman, C-I-M-E-R-M-A-N-A-L-Y-C-I-A, Alicia Simmerman, Naples, that's There you go, Facebook. That's the best way to get a hold of me.
5: Love it. That's um, cool.
0: If you are having an experience like I'm having, I mean, I've had so many experiences that are not tragically crazy, but they're crazy enough to me where I was like, oh, my God, I need to stay up <laughs> and listen to Coast to Coast every single night to hear what people are talking about because I could not stop thinking about it. But I sure, know that sure I talked to you, Heidi, and <laughs> your experiences are a lot more intense than mine, but yet my, my experiences to me were, they were crazy intense, and when I tell people about them, I kind of almost feel, like, a little bit crazy, like, oh my gosh, like, people don't believe me, and, like, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, I know what I've experienced, and when I heard you talking about what you were talking about on Coast to Coast I mean I I perked up I listened I was almost asleep and then I was like oh my gosh she went through what I went through and it was an eye opening experience for me so I appreciate you being out there and doing what you do and if I could have one person feel the same way how I feel about you it's worth the while that's all I'm saying
5: I appreciate it. it you know it's it's really I find it to be absolutely important that we start talking about these things out there normally as we would any other topic I mean it's a reality I don't even question it anymore it there's too many darn people like ourselves we can't all be crazy that are experiencing these things and, and now it's just like I'm over trying to prove it to anybody I'm just like Hey, this happened, and this is what I did to get rid of it, and that's why I thought it was important to have you come on as well, because you know, here you struggled and you suffered with a lot of odd things going on, and you were able to get some uh, sense of peace. And even though you still have had some things go on since, uh, you know, still I think that you have a sense of empowerment where you know that you can overcome this if it if it happens again. So um, you, you know, it was, overcome it. You, you know,
0: can. I did. I haven't had anything happen since then. Um, I've actually since then. I moved to another house, and in the other house, I've, I'm starting to experience more things. But in that house, um, things definitely quieted down. The, the The night that we read the prayer, and I will, I will, within the next couple days, I will post it on my Facebook page. The prayer, if anybody wants to like. Search it out and find it out. I will. Um, I actually talked to my friend tonight, or today, and he said he would get that prayer and he would post it on my Facebook page. So if anybody who is listening is having those problems, I'm telling you right now, it worked for me. It's It stopped coming around. It stopped. I was having kind of poltergeist experiences. I think... He, uh, the shadow person was trying to communicate with me. I'm not a communicator with those people, with those things. I'm not someone who knows how to communicate with them. I don't like communicating with them. I don't like seeing them, but I do see them. I don't know why I see them. I'm not, I'm just, I just don't understand it.
5: It hasn't um, all been doom and gloom, though. Have you had some positive experiences? Like, you, you did see uh, spirit form? Not or... really.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I mean, I've seen ghosts. I don't I don't mind seeing ghosts. Ghosts are different than shadow people. Shadow people really, really upset me. Ghosts don't upset me, because ghosts, I think, ghosts are like my father. My father was a ghost.
5: Wait, you My know, that's father... Nervous. I mean, when a, when somebody comes by that you're familiar with, I, I see that as a spirit. More that's than a something.
0: wonderful. That's no, that's a wonderful thing. But yeah. I don't think I've ever known any of the shadow people. None of those shadow people had anything to do with. Right. Like I maybe they did. Maybe like you know like because honestly, I'm 37, and I don't know. Like you know, all of this is not new to me but it's so new to me like I don't know like I'm still learning every single day I listen to shows every single day trying to figure out why I've seen what I've seen I don't see it every single day but it's always in the back of my mind why have I seen why am I the person and not my neighbor why is it happening to me and not my brother and not my mom and not but I did find out after um <clears throat> talking to my older brother that he's actually sensitive as well and that he sees spirits. And it does run in families. Spirits. And
5: you know, I hate to say, but guess what? Our our half hour is already over. It goes fast, doesn't it? <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. My God! You know, I know that your brother. You told me that he had experienced some odd things too, and maybe at some point we'll get him on the show as well. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But I want to thank you so much, Alicia Simmer, Simmerman, for coming on. Thank you for being brave enough to talk and share and empower other people. Anytime,
0: this is- honey. Anytime you want me to.
5: Love it. I thank just, you so Much. I
0: love the fact that you are out here and you're doing what you're doing. I think you're a wonderful individual and you're brave, thank and you, you are a pioneer. And I bless you. you, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
5: Thank you so much. Guess what, you guys? You're listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, and Inception Radio Network, and we will be right back.
2: Hello guys, Jamie Havikin here for Heidi Hollis's The Outlander. Tune in to Inception Radio, Fridays at 9pm Eastern Time, right after the stench of truth for The Outlander with host Heidi Hollis, right here on Inception Radio Networks, Fridays at 9pm. I'll see you there. Thank you.
4: Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to Facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best.
2: Want to have some fun? Maybe get a little bit of insight. Get a lay of the land. Want to know what's really going on? <laughs> do what I do. Listen to Future Theater. It airs every Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Inception Radio Network.com. We'll see you there.
4: Do you have a smartphone? If so, Inception Radio Network is the best app for you. Available on iTunes, Android, Samsung, and most other app stores. Just search Inception Radio Network. With the app you can listen live, check out podcasts of recent and past shows, view our videos, see what shows are coming up, who the guests are, and via the chat room, send live questions to those guests. you know it makes sense? Check your app store now. Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there.
3: Sagan once wrote that the questioning mind needs to be instilled with both skepticism and wonder, for the universe is a pretty big place, filled with undelved mysteries, sciences, and life that we've barely begun to comprehend. Every month, Intrepid Magazine brings you both the wondrous and the skeptical. Intrepid Magazine focuses on science, metaphysics, UFOs, politics, conspiracies, and unexplained phenomenon, all offered up by Intrepid's cadre of writers and contributors, comprised of a host of seasoned authors, pundits, and recognized names in their fields. The universe is indeed a big place, and where other magazines leave off... Intrepid Mag is just beginning. Subscribe to Intrepid Magazine today at www.intrepidmag.com. That's www.intrepidmag.com. Hey
2: guys, are you always on the run? But love Inception Radio Network. Inception Radio Network now has its own apps for each market, where you can choose various different streams from 24K all the way up to 128. We also have our calendar, which shows every live show, the guest name, and the guest bio. We have our podcast function, to where you can go in and listen to all of our past shows, and it's all on one great app. Get your iTunes App Store and Android Market and search Inception Radio Network. I think you'll be pleased for Inception Radio Network apps. This is Jamie Habigan. Get advice on aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The outlandish. Outland.
5: Welcome back, everybody, to my show, Heidi House, The Outlander, remembering always, if it's weird, we're here, and so are you, so, hey, you're among friends. We are giving you advice and insight on outlandish topics, and the phone lines are open at one 919 2355 though I know most of you hear this not live, because you like to listen to your app. It's a fantastic app, that's right, look for it, Inception Radio Network app. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I am going to get to my main guest for the evening. Everybody sit tight because this is going to be very interesting. Donald Croft Brickner, who is a long-published Internet philosopher, whose focus, even when it's political, is ontological. Philosophy for consciousness in relationship to the big-picture nature of reality. An honorably discharged Vietnam Navy veteran and graduate of the Joint Services Defense Information School... Donald spent 13 years as a columnist, editor, reporter, and sports clerk. After completing his active duty as a Navy enlisted journalist, that's kind of cool, a graduate of the University of Maine, Orono, with a B.A. in philosophy, Donald also attended seminary and graduate school and has studied the New Age movement at length. Please visit his website, which is groundreport.com backslash Donald Croft Brickner. Everybody, stand to your feet. A round of applause for our awesome guest, Donald Croft Brickner. Hey, Donald, how are you doing this evening?
1: Hi, Heidi. I'm doing fine. How are you?
5: Life is grand. My goodness, you know, you have quite the background, and, you know, your articles that you write about are so widespread and so just full of information. I, I, You know, I love the philosophical mind. Please Tell us a little bit about your writing and, and what has been your goal with uh, pulling all the different pieces of information together that you do?
1: Well, the goal is to uh, discuss a big picture view of our present and where it leads in, into our near and long term future, uh, which in this case are two different things. Uh um... And uh, in order to do that, I've got to be pretty well versed in a whole lot of stuff. And on top of that, when I write my essays, and I and I write with the, from uh, uh, my uh, journalism training, um, uh, and it allows me to write in such a way I hope that most people can understand what I'm saying and what I'm talking about. Uh, but i also am dealing with a lot of topics that are um uh pretty out there in their scope and uh the general public isn't easily familiar with them
5: like what kinds of topics are we talking about here what is it that you're uh, that you're writing on you're well I'm,
1: I'm i'm talking about that, I, the, the big thing of what I'm suggesting, uh, it underlies everything I've written, and it goes back to five years. Uh, if people do go to that ground report page uh, and go back like to the, the earliest page, I think there's five pages of, uh, in that archive, uh, go back to the earliest one, you'll see that right off the bat I was writing about something I called then uh, the Great Leveling. Well, I stopped using the term because I thought it was kind of stupid, but the idea is valid enough. I believe that we're going to go through a period of time in the near future that involves uh um some really unsettling impact from both global warming and from a global economic collapse.
5: My goodness.
1: Similar to hitting bottom, that's like that's, an addict
5: would. And now, and, and what, where did you pull this this information from? Because you you essentially you educate yourself on uh, all the different uh, angles. Uh, you, you're talking about the economy. You're talking about spiritually. You're talking about globally. What do you feel is probably the uh, the number one element that is uh, going to cause this? breaking
1: down? Uh, it, it, and this is the strangest answer of all. It's hubris, which is uh, sort of uh, uh, seven deadly sins version of pride, which hardly anybody, even in churches, discusses. It, it's it's one of the... I mean, it's the seven deadly sins are Catholic-related, but regardless, hubris is extreme pride, and I define it as... Uh, a kind of group belief in superiority. In other words, one begins their sentences with the word we rather than I, for example, and we know that. And uh, you hear this in, in, in university speak, but you hear it in so many other ways, and it's really widespread and it's undiagnosed. But the hubris is a real problem, because it has to do with the idea that one's opinion is entirely valid, and your neighbor's probably isn't.
5: Hmm. Very interesting. So, essentially, uh, now, how can we bring in the spiritual aspect of this collapse? Because for me, it's like, you know, when I hear about a lot of uh, a culmination of, of horrible things to come, I I always look to the spiritual mm-hmm. stuff because I'm like, you know, at least that's something I feel is eternal. And, and with the crazy conflicts that may arise, um, you know, at least we have that. What do we do with that element? And, and how is it going to be affected by this uh, culmination effect that you're speaking of?
1: Well, I think what I, I spoke uh, uh, <clears throat> briefly about hitting bottom. Uh, my background, I back in 1981, no, actually January of 82, I went into alcohol rehab before alcohol rehabs were alcohol rehabs at the time. I was a newspaper columnist at the time, and they kept it a secret from everybody I worked with except my bosses. So my coworkers had no, some of them investigative reporters had no idea what became of me. I basically just disappeared off the planet. Uh, that was really kind of fun. But while I was in that one month period of time, I had to deal with a lot of stuff. I had, I had no idea I was, uh, alcoholic. I, I thought that's what all reporters and columnists were supposed to do. You were supposed, you were supposed to drink some and, uh, Uh, I couldn't make the connection as to how that uh, my drinking led to uh, any difficulties that I was undergoing. Now, that then led into going into the 12-step program after I got out, and I went through a process of that, which is what the 12-step program is, and I actually had, as promised, a spiritual awakening. Now, that's uh, uh, not... Uh, it's, it's really hard to explain, uh, not necessarily what happened, but uh, the context of it. What happened was is that uh, anyone who uh, is, is an alcoholic carries all this gunk with them. This is true of any kind of addiction, by the way, and addictions needn't be physical. I have a very strong opinion about that. Uh, you could be a sexual addict. You could be a... Uh, A gambling addict, you can be a money addict, and we've certainly got a lot enough of those these days. (laughs) Uh, So what happens is that uh, you carry all this, uh, uh, these feelings, unidentified feelings. We're not in touch with our feelings, and you go through this, and you sift through what you can, but there's still all this noise. So. At some point in the 12 steps, during the sixth and seventh step, each of which take up just one paragraph each in the uh, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm not promoting AA, by the way, or the 12 steps, but I, I, I believe in how they work uh, s- structurally. Uh-huh. Um, you pray <clears throat> to some god of your understanding and it, for me it was like I had no understanding I didn't believe there any uh, I thought the idea of god was pretty silly and I. Uh, but I felt bad enough where I did this thing which in effect is asking god to take these uh, uh, um, feelings these awful terrible uh, uh, self accusing feelings the whole mishmash, the memories, the shame, and take them away. And uh, I kind of went through this whole thing and prayed on my knees, but dum but dum ba dum. And finally, uh, I got out of it. And I woke my eye. You know, I laid on the floor, and my eyes closed. And I got, I opened them, and I got up. And I, I didn't hear the noise. I didn't feel the feelings anymore. And that was my spiritual awakening. Uh, and they never came back. It isn't that my memories of all those events disappeared, but the uh, feelings that were attached to them did. Now, I I need to say this is real important. Uh, For anyone who has gone through the 12-step program and actually gone through a spiritual awakening, which is a really small percentage of those attending those meetings, is that um, it ends up, operating differently for everybody what i'm describing was just the way it worked for me but having had that and i gave it a week and there was still no sign of any of those that disturbance uh... i started to think well good lord something took that and i didn't i had nothing to do with it and so i started beginning to believe well maybe there is a god and it kind of went on from there uh that was that part of it. Now, on the other – the second half of what you're just talking about is – and I believe, by the way, that what we have to have that's going to break us free from what's ahead is going to be a similar hitting bottom experience that's similar to the 12 steps, which is all these events happen, this uh, – Global warming this coming year should be worse than last year, and there will be strange things. For one thing I noticed, uh... uh...
2: What a matchup! And what a team, Mike! Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for zero dollars on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive! (laughs) play with the best switch to Metro PCS and an unlimited LTE plan and get a 32 gig iPhone SE for $0 Metro PCS
3: coverage not available in some areas plus sales tax claim based on talking text not valid for active numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days see store for details in terms and conditions
1: in early December I had ants in my bathroom I have not had ants in my bathroom in the three years I've been where I'm living and uh are ants anywhere and I thought oh my gosh uh when we warm up, the bugs are going to start coming earlier, and there's going to be maybe we'll get hit up with a big bug event this year, uh, nationally or internationally. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly, but it's going to be unpleasant. Much of what we're going to go through, in addition to the strange storms that we're already seeing,
5: can uh, I ask as you? Per- it's interesting because, you know, a lot of these things that you're talking about right now, like the global warming and the financial collapse, and these things are going on already. So you're saying that uh, these these weather patterns and, and things of that nature are going to get worse to a point where we're going to be essentially on our bathroom floors, on our hands and knees, having to have a personal revelation of some sort, And it's gonna. Do you think that that's going to pull us together as a people of the world to lift ourselves out of the hole that we find ourselves in when these things even get worse?
1: Well, that's a great question, and I and I'd say that um, not exactly. It's what you say. You're on the right track with that, but understand the first step of the twelve steps is hitting bottom. It's not a step at all, it's a state of being it's it's an admission that I no longer am in control of my situation, and that's the situation that we're all largely going to find ourselves in suddenly the experts won't have the answers and and uh suddenly the all the stuff that we've taken for granted culturally and have spent all our time onpia uh, watching t m c and uh, Lord knows what else uh, uh, distracts uh, 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 young, say, young viewers in this instance, um, or all of our, our cop shows, our favorite cop shows with the uh, sociopath Path of the Week. A lot of the ways that we've been living our life are going to fall under question simply because it will look like we've just arrived at a point where nothing works, which is really, really scary. And that's what prompts the addict to go to their first twelve step meeting. Now, there's, a, there's a, a problem with the twelve steps, which I can talk about later, and I, because I'm not really promoting the twelve step program per se; only its use as a kind as a kind of model. Right. But once we hit bottom, the hubris that I described earlier—that we're so casual about—it's it, really the, the better than. Uh, I'm a. Iowan, therefore, I'm better than uh, everybody else because we Iowans know how to do things right. And, and so that's a form of hubris. If I'm a member of a church, then our church knows best. And uh, and it, it, all these areas are forms of hubris. And when you crash, you no longer have that sense of we know best because neither you nor your neighbors know best. You find yourself in a state where you're not in control at all, and nobody's got the answers. That is hitting bottom. And what ultimately results from that is the achievement of, um, oh, my Lord, the word just sailed out of my head. It's a common word. Uh, The achievement of um, uh, humility, a true humility, which is I don't know, doodle squat. Uh, being humbled puts a person in such a state where they question their own knowledge, their own assumptions, their own convictions. Uh, and it's a great place to be because what happens is then is that we're not so sure that our country really is better than our next-door neighbor country and we're not so sure that our political party really is better than the other political party, and so on. It works like that, but the achievement of that hitting bottom of uh, where you are pushed into uh, a state, a psychological and spiritual state of humility, is a beginning, and there's nothing one can do about it. You say, well, okay, I'm going to be humble starting right now and that will last a good 10 minutes, and one will move on. There's a lot of things about our makeup that we simply can't decide, okay, I'm going to do that. We can lose weight, even though it's hard, but we can do that. But achieving humility is one of those deals that you kind of got to get your nose blued. Huh. Does that make sense? Well, oh, it
5: does. You know, I, I think it's fascinating how you're you're uh, analyzing this uh sense that we need to be in to to dig ourselves up and out and uh it i I mean absolutely i mean you truly are a philosopher i mean i I, honestly i don't think that many people would look at it in that perspective but you know we keep throwing questions out there like how and when are things going to get better and you know we keep looking to each other like do you know i don't know and it's it it's coming to this the this end and uh like you're saying a uh where we just kind of have to almost throw up our hands and are we looking to a higher power for the answers? You know, when we're looking, when we're in that sense of humility, are we looking to a higher power like God or the return of Jesus? I mean, where are we going? Well,
1: well, uh, yeah. In fact, to answer the question in a big picture standpoint, yes, you are coming to a place where one's going to have to come to grips with some form of higher power, just like your uh, everyday garden variety alcoholic does who goes to the first AA meeting. Uh, but you don't get there right away. You have to go through a process. And, um, and you're just not going to go from zero to 60, and this thing's done, and then suddenly we all wake up and we're uh, ready to ascend to the next plane of existence. existence that's not going to happen. And I... I I think that uh, um, with the achievement of the humility that's this what I'm describing by the way, is the real hard part of what we have looking ahead of it. beyond that, we're going to have the weather events. I understand we could spend like five trillion dollars right now worldwide. It would come to seven hundred uh billion dollars a year worldwide to start taking steps to turn around global warming. We can do that, but do we want to spend the money on that or do we want to spend the money arming more drones? I mean, that's the kind of questions that get asked. Uh, The other part of it, though, is uh, um, the questions of who we are, what are we doing here, and so on and so forth. And, and, And that's the philosophy part, that's the objective part. And so in addition to these feelings uh, of this unknown God, you're going to start looking into, well, okay, well, uh, you start challenging old belief systems that clearly didn't work or one wouldn't have hit bottom in the first place. And so that's when you start uh, what I call back engineering and that more accurate picture of the nature of reality. And that... That picture of nature-reality is something I've, I've devoted a lot of my time to, and I've had to become moderately well-versed in quantum physics ideas, and <laughs> believe me, physics wasn't one of my strong courses in, in college. I had to, I had to repeat uh, Newtonian physics twice to get, uh, get a, a grade that would allow me to get my degree. Oh. <laughs> but I, I, there's some good writers out there. Uh, Brian Greene is wonderful in terms of uh, his specials on PBS and, and his writing. Uh, to help one understand basic quantum physics and, and the implications. And so, the implications are, I'm sorry, go well, ahead I and ask.
5: Curious, Nature of Reality back engineered. Can you explain a little bit more about that? What do you mean by that?
1: Well, what happens is you come to understand certain kinds of events in one's life. Now, I, I, a lot of people who are in uh, spiritual, uh, and this is true of, 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 of religions and people who are into New Age beliefs, a lot of the time they'll, uh, people, in fact, science does this too, they'll make what I call ontological leaps. Ontological is that thing that is consciousness in relation to the nature of reality. Which is my focus in philosophy. What that's really saying is that, first of all, you come to realize that you, sur- you actually survive death, or at least you're less, you're less prone to being really, really, really sure that you don't survive reality uh, uh, survive death. Uh, that one change in itself. Will springboard a whole bunch of beliefs that start coming into play, including uh, some results from quantum physics that at the subatomic or microscopic level in quantum physics, uh, they start getting this is where you get into string theory, and uh, which are they describe as these little floating bands. We're not talking about stuff that is makes up atoms, so we're talking about really, 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 really tiny. And they may be the building blocks. And I've come to, uh, I've, I've made an educated guess to suggest that uh, those building blocks really are bits of consciousness, because we are consciousnesses uh, occupying physical bodies in a, this is where the back engineering comes in. I'm giving you the punchline, but not how I got there. Uh, uh, but getting there can't be a leap. You really do have to put pieces in place. But we are uh, individuals uh, occupying a physical body that has uh, certain blinders to the nature of greater reality. There's things we don't know while we're living our human lives on planet Earth in uh, the Milky Way galaxy and so on. It's... uh, One discovers that all of this stuff, this material stuff, is illusion. It's bits and pieces of subatomic matter that comes to make what is a construct reality, which is what we live in. And the only possible answer to that which uh, builds a construct Construct reality, you come to realize that it is a uh, um, it's related to this concept of higher power uh, that uh, you ran into the first time, or at least you begin to suspect it does. And uh, if you, you come to realize when you just take a walk and start watching families of ducks floating in the water, or you watch uh, insects on plant leaves. And you take the time off to figuratively smell the roses, you start seeing those things on that level—a kind of an emotional bondedness that wasn't there previously while you were uh, uh, planning your evening out on the town. So what what you've got is uh, an idea that uh, there uh, that uh, the world we live in is not only a construct based on Discoveries we've made in quantum mechanics, but we are also uh, uh, that that it's by intelligent design. All
5: right, and right. You know, i I wanted to I wanted to cut in here because we have to get to our first break here, and I, I want to get into that a little bit more, and also about some of the new age movement patterns that you've seen, and if you personally have been abducted by aliens oh yeah so guess what you guys you're listening to me Heidi House, the Outlander and Inception Radio Network and we will be right back
4: Radio Network bringing you the very best alternative news, interviews and more. 100% quality, 24/7, 365 for the last three years. Do you have a smartphone? If so, Inception Radio Network is the best app for you. Available on iTunes. Android, Samsung, and most other app stores. Just search Inception Radio Network. With the app you can listen live, check out podcasts of recent and past shows, view our videos, see what shows are coming up, who the guests are, and, via the chat room, send live questions to those guests. You know it makes sense. Check your app store now. Inception Radio Network. I'll see you there. Each of these amazing shows every week on Inception Radio Network. Mondays we have The Jerry Pippin Show, 7pm Eastern, followed by Epic Voyages at 9pm. Tuesday, 3pm Eastern, we bring you The Real Twilight Zone, hosted by Alan Jones. This is followed by The Kevin Cook Show at 9pm. Ken Storch and Todd Kinnear bring you Paradigm Unhinged on Wednesdays, 9pm Eastern, followed by California and Radio at 11pm. Just Energy Radio with Dr. Rita Louise is Thursday, 9pm Eastern. Ted Torbich brings you The Stench of Truth, Friday, 7pm Eastern, with The Outlander, hosted by Heidi Hollis, following at 9pm. Then, bringing up Saturday's shows, we have Future Theatre Radio, with hosts Bill and Nancy Burns, 6pm Eastern, Fringe Radio, coming in at 8pm, and last, but definitely not least, we have Pang Radio, brought to you by hosts Mike Lucas and Jamie Havocan, 9pm Eastern. So make sure to tune in and check out all of our fantastic shows. Inception Radio Network, we'll see you then
2: hello guys Jamie haviken here for Heidi Hollis's the Outlander tune in to inception radio Fridays at 9 pm Eastern Time right after the stench of truth for the outlander with host Heidi Hollis right here on Inception radio networks Fridays at 9 pm I'll see you there thank you get advice. On aliens to ghosts, demons to angels, and from shadow people to the outlandish. Explore the paranormal with Heidi Hollis. The Outlander.
5: Welcome, welcome, everybody. You are listening to me, Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, remembering, oh, if it's if it's weird, we're here. And uh, I am tripping because I think I hit my wrong button here. So, anyways, we are giving you this like on outlandish topics. And the phone lines are open at 1 919 2355. And we are talking to Donald Brickner, Croft Brickner, and uh, very interesting philosophy and journalist uh, here. We're, we're talking about everything from the new age to the spiritual to global warming and the whole gamut. And, uh, you know, I wanted you to finish your, your thoughts if you had some, uh, what we we're talking about last there, um, Donald, but also, you know, to get into what your perception has been of this new age movement that started in the eighties when it came to trans channelers and aliens and abductions. And if you personally have been abducted,
1: uh, okay, you've asked several questions there. Let's leave the abducted one for last. Yes. Uh, by the it. way, the answer to that is I don't know, but mm-hmm. and, and I'll explain that. Um, but going back to the other stuff, are we still talking about what I was talking about prior to the break, or are we moving on to new age stuff? What's your preference?
5: Thoughts on what you're saying there, because we had a jump over to the break, um, and you know, hey, let's let's move where you'd like to move.
1: Well, what I was basically saying uh, is that um, the future, the long-term future, involves uh, the planet operating more out of a place of humility. And that in itself coupled uh, uh, with um, striving to gain a better understanding of the true nature of reality. Those two things will come together to help move us into the future that's crying out for us to run to it. Uh, we've reached a point where we're not going to go any further with what we've done, and some of the stuff is just plain out motive. Lo- I can tell you, from as a philosopher, the idea of logic is, though it was a good idea, is impractical, and it's really, really hard to do, and in Point of fact, when you go shopping, even a philosopher doesn't go down a list of if-thens to arrive at what product they're going to grab off the uh, shelves. Uh, nobody really does lo- logic, although they equate it to reason, but all that kind of stuff, that straight objective, uh, positivistic uh, way of thinking. Positivism is um, an effort to... By uh, scientists or of scientific bent to um, turn science into a philosophy, which basically says that if it can't be demonstrated uh, by experiment, repeatable experiments at the uh, uh, on the physical level, then it doesn't exist. And the bias behind that says all there is is a physical level. This is it. This is all you have. You only go through once, life once. It's, uh, and uh, uh, you hear these things all the time in, in commercials and, and so on. It's it just taken for granted, but it's all incorrect. Uh, uh, we don't live in a random, uncaring universe, and I speak to that from experience. In any event, uh, what we... Uh, uh, do from that point forward once we get out of this rut of biases and hubris and all the stuff related to it, you know a lot of science would be changed if the rules of what are required to get um, uh, oh my gosh I, I, my head just went blank a, a, a tenure at a university for a, a, a An academic professor to get tenure at the university, what that really means is that you're going to play by our our uh, uh, our basic beliefs, and if you don't, we're not going to give you tenure. And so what happens is that they force if if you want to be a uh, professor, you're being forced to go along with the ball game, or you're not going to get tenure and everything out there is sort of like that now there we put these kinds of limitations and those in power enforce them and uh and it is true now for the the complete misbalance uh uh in uh, uh incomes from the extremely rich to the destitute uh it, anyway all right all right now uh, that's that's in- that's
5: very interesting you know i wanted to Also, touch base on what it is that you have researched as far as uh, the New Age movement. You've witnessed this crazy shift in consciousness out there, I guess you could say, starting in the 1980s. Uh, you know, not many people could say that they've been heavily involved in looking and researching into these topics since then. What were some of the things that you witnessed? And and what are the, you know, if you compared that time to now, have you seen much movement or change? Because I actually had somebody on from MUFON not too long ago, and he's like, I'm about ready to throw in the towel on the whole UFO topic, because Nothing is new. We're not getting any new information, and he's about done with it, and he's going into near-death experience stuff. So, what's your thoughts?
1: Okay, first of all, we've come no, we we've gotten nowhere on UFOs. Uh, uh, there are a lot of groups that have come together, and they're uh, better designed in terms of their intentions. But as long as uh, secrets are withheld from us and we can't gain access to them, all we have are reports, and it's worse than that, because newspapers, I can speak to this from being a former journalist, is that uh, newspaper journalist, is that uh, UFOs aren't covered. They used to be, but it's one of those topics that the regular press doesn't cover anymore, and they're not about to. But why Uh,
5: is that? Are they told from the powers that be not
1: to? What is it? it, To understand, it's not just that you know, some of this goes back to science. Uh, I, when I was a columnist, uh, I ran. I uh, would run into people. I did interviews uh, with people that were human interest pieces. And during the course of our conversation, they would tell me, well, I died. Now was is back in the uh, early 80s. And they'd say, I died, and uh, uh, I, uh, I woke up over the operating table, and then there was this big bright light, and I got into the light, and well, and, and this just came from out of nowhere. I wasn't even talking about that. But this happened three times during separate interviews that weren't the least bit related. That people, they had this, what I late, later became called near death experiences. So I told my city editor, I said, I've run into this three times. This is a story. And he said, he, he shook his head and he said, no what i want you to do i was at, at at a Scripps howard daily in hollywood florida at the time he said i want you to call down to the university of miami get somebody in one of their departments or whatever it is and uh this is where positivism comes in and shuts everything down uh it gets someone to say that they that this is possible and uh uh, so I called, and, and he says if they will agree that there's, that there's something to this, we'll run these we'll, we'll let, run a story on it. Okay, so and so I you. got some guy on the line down at the University of Miami, and he just said, "No way, Jose! This okay. is just this silly uh, yeah. silliness." And then, just if you, you don't, know, don't have the science UFOs guy, are the you the same
5: can't thing. Can't run the story. I gotcha. So I wanted you to get and uh, finish your thoughts on the, the whole topic of, you know, comparing back in the 80s to now, and, and, you know, if you see any difference or progress and what it is that you've seen from your perspective.
1: Uh, there's no progress at all. Uh, it, almost everything that I see expressed in most groups I kind of turn away from because it's been there, done that. Um, a lot of these things are the result of what I call ontological leaps. Um, uh, Somebody out there, for example, will say uh, reality equals consciousness, for example, something I've just alluded to previously. Well, but if they just say it because they read someone like me who wrote it in an essay, and then they say, oh, there's got to be something to it, and suddenly I become an expert as to why there's... uh, uh, um, uh, this, that, and the other thing has happened, then that's crazy, but that's mostly how it happens. Untrustworthy sources uh, come up with the ideas, and then you get all these people that become uh, really like super knowledgeable or not super knowledgeable. Uh, Sometimes they just be comments that were well-meaning or they were said with a, a guarded context, as I've been saying. At um, the New Age, when I ran into it, I fell in love with it. This is after I had my spiritual awakening and 12-step program, and I was still going to my meetings. And I went out, and I still had my reporter's hat on, although I wasn't allowed to cover it. In fact, I wasn't even working for a newspaper at the time. But I went out, and I did study it. And I was in South Florida at the time, in Broward County, and um, one of the big trans-channelers of the time was Lazarus. Uh, who's still very active today. Uh, Jack Purcell was the trans And they used to hold evenings and weekends in, in South Florida, and, including Broward County, all the time. So me and my ex-wife would go down to the the things, and, and I loved them. I loved those Lazarus evenings, and Lazarus is just kind of being pretty smart. Uh, and um, Uh, Never mind, kind of loving and all this sort of thing. And so we regularly go to them. Now, I I didn't take uh, what was being said as gospel because some of the stuff just didn't make any sense. At the time, we're talking about the uh, early middle 80s. And this is during a period of time when Sherilyn McLean wrote her book, which has turned into a two part TV movie. And she had her own trans family on that show. And her own references to UFOs, based upon her books, but also beyond that, and um, also uh, uh, Jay Z Knight, uh, who does Wampa and still does Wampa, they they live. The, she has her, uh, I, I hesitate to call a compound uh,
3: uh-huh.
1: or a cult in, in uh, Yelm, Washington. I don't think it's anything quite that far flung, and I'm 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 satisfied that uh what she does is sincere uh, and uh, well-meaning. I, I never cared for the Ronta material as much as I did the Lazarus material, which itself was very similar to Jane Roberts' theft material, uh, which was all in printed format that was actually started in, in the 1970s. But in the mid-1980s, a whole bunch of stuff happened, including three books that were published at, by major publishers in 1985, and I had never seen major publishers publish UFO books, but it happened three of them. One of them was Communion by Whitley Straber. Another one was uh, uh, Light Years, which is about Billy Meier, and I forgot who the author of that was. And then the other one uh, is a well-known name in the field, and his name escapes me right now, but... Uh, uh, he wrote uh, the amazing or incredible visitation of Copley Woods, Minnesota. I think it was, and I read all the books, and and uh, uh, I didn't know really what to make of anything. Strabers was the most kind of chilling because he actually had a, a face drawn on the cover that, on the cover of his book nice. that was of an alien we had never seen before with this kind of guitar pick head and uh, um, uh, these big uh, almond eyes and on the standard uh, gray-looking format. Well, I got into all this stuff, the trans-channelers, the UFOs, the whole thing, and I wanted to report about it. Uh, But nobody was interested in publishing anything about it. Uh, No one believed there was any way to do objective reporting on this thing, and not only that, everything that had to do with UFOs in the New Age was a crock. And we had debunkers all over the place, ready to jump out there and and smash uh, anything that was said. And what journalism did, uh, in its efforts to, quote, be unbiased, was they always gave a, equal time to the debunkers, and the debunkers had nothing. I mean, they they didn't have to demonstrate anything, really. Uh, they had glib explanations almost always, but never satisfied uh, the nature of the experience as described by the experiencer and they would get away with that because they, uh, uh, and and there was only a, a, a few of them, that, but they were enough to basically shut down everything, including all the stuff that was being written then about crop circles, uh, which increasingly became outlandish in terms of what they were and beautiful and uh a whole bunch of stuff. So I I thought, well oh, I'll try and actually become New Age, but the New Age was just as bad. The New Age publications and there was a bunch of them, uh they were uh um, uh they were all convinced of these uh of their beliefs and they wouldn't allow any objective intrusion to appear within their pages. And so they were unwilling to question what it was that they were doing. So it was it, I was caught in a rock in a hard place. I believe this stuff deserved objective reporting, but it, the only objective reporting being done in the 1980s was William Burns' UFO magazine, uh, which was head and shoulders above any of its competitors, and I think in retrospect, while none of them were really trained journalists per se, I won't say none of them, uh, but many were not, they operated with journalistic uh, integrity and they really wanted to get it right. That was their, you could see it every issue, and so I was a, a, a big fan of that publication. Plus, they kept up to date with all the UFO events and, and this, that, and the other thing, some of which to this day, not only are left unexplained, but they're forgotten, and they were really odd and interesting. So I've got this working uh, storehouse of knowledge related to uh, UFOs uh, in particular, which I'm very much figuring out. Now, finally, uh, because I think we're running out of time here, I'm looking at my clock, you you asked me about my... Uh, ever had uh, uh, an alien contact, and my answer is, I don't know, Uh, which isn't that ridiculous because uh, a lot of people uh, only learned about uh, abduction scenarios years later after they happened, that some memories would surface and so on and so forth. Okay. But I've had some oddball experiences, one of which was actually a really strange thing you really couldn't find the UFOs, but I read about it in uh, one of R- Whitley Streber's books. Actually, he wrote about it twice in two different books about being on one section of a highway and then all of a sudden you're on, on on a much different highway. It's like you don't you may have been lost in thought and you open your eyes and you're on a, either a completely new road altogether, or you uh, are. Twenty miles further down the road than you should be. When you, when you check the clock, there's ten minutes. You, there's twenty minutes uh, that disappeared, and you're twenty miles closer to your uh, uh, drive. I had an experience like that.
5: Oh, and okay, that's that
1: so nice I, I leave that open, and um, and I would love to get into investigating it. But the problem is, is that you're. And I all these there's some folks out there they're wonderful uh amateur uh u f o investigators, even now, there's some wonderful people out there and i uh a lot of them are my facebook friends and i although I don't know them personally and uh, but they're still there and I've read almost everything Whitley Whitley has ever written if I was to put my uh cards on the table and bank on one guy because he's so. He's so uh, um, uh, so much into uh, trying to get it right, and he wrestles with himself so often on these, these issues that, um, uh, and he said in his, one of his latest books that it, it cost him his social life, he and his wife, and their social life went into the tank because of this. Uh, because people just didn't want to know someone who claimed to be abducted by uh, UFOs. Uh, but he is the most thoughtful, and uh, uh, it, it, I will read, uh, anyway, I'll read Streeter before I read anybody else, and even though he doesn't come up with the answers, he, he seems to have flair for asking the right questions.
5: All right, well, Don, Donald, can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right, because I've mentioned a few things, and I didn't think you heard me there, but, uh, you know, believe okay, it or not, I mean, a lot of people you. are, you know, that are in this field get shunned constantly. In the past to still today, so this is just an ongoing phenomenon. But now you're saying that, you know, in order for us to get our stuff right here on this planet, I mean, what are your two points that you're saying that we all need to do in order to... Uh, you know, get our ducks in a row, essentially. So you've got all of this background and these philosophies and and almost prophetic uh, messages. What's your conclusion and what's your perspective um, with our last uh, several minutes left to the program here? What's your message to the world to essentially tell them, hey, guys, wake up before, you know, the worst case scenario happens? You said we have to hit rock bottom and then what?
1: Well, I mostly look for, Um, I've been real tough uh, during this presidential race because I really believe that we can still make the situation worse than it needs to be, and we don't want to do that. We really are in a situation where if the wrong people got to be in charge, uh, we wouldn't survive this. That's where we are. And uh, this election, I was keenly aware of it. Uh, So, but the election ended up just fine. Uh, uh, I was scared to death about it because I could see that uh, um, uh, for what I perceive that's coming our way, to have the wrong people in charge would be just way wrong. Uh, It wouldn't help us. Uh, But uh, I think that first of all is to understand that this is not, an accident, what's coming. This is a, 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 a what I call a, a spiritual melodrama and we're expected to show up and participate on all the levels that the circumstances demand. Uh, there will be some emotional suffering, but there needn't be that much loss of life. We're going through through a, a spiritual awakening and it, some of it's just going to be hard because it's supposed to be uh we're unwilling to walk into it uh without being pushed into it and that's why this stuff is happening um, so it's like we're like alcoholics who are unwilling to quit drinking I so see. what what we do is we need to just allow the things to happen be vigilant uh, uh Our incomes are going to drop. Uh, I'll write in the future about ways to deal with that because that's the way I'm living my life. But mostly just show up and behave in a way that you think people of integrity uh, may suggest to you is the best way to deal with this, that, and the other thing. Right now, that's the best I can answer, I think.
5: Oh, that's not, i mean honestly i mean I, I i really commend you for what it is that you're doing i mean you're you're putting out all these different articles and essays essentially waking people up from so many different perspectives to funnel them into this one reality to say you know the same message but you're 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 using like uh you and I had spoken uh prior and you're saying that this you're trying to do it in a in an everyday conversational type of language and the way that you, you go to uh, write what you do. And your biggest your biggest challenge that you've come across is, is how can you explain this the best way. And, you know, I feel the same when it comes to outlandish topics, I guess you could say. It's like the only way I think it's best to, to relate on these things is to be who you are and come at people where you're at and where they're at. So, I mean, essentially, I mean, I really really applaud you and your efforts so i mean uh, this has been a fantastic uh time chat with you now uh, how can people get a hold of you and read your essays and, and your articles i I'm, i have two facebook
1: pages i can't accept friends anymore on my uh profile page which is forward slash donald croft brickner at uh www forward slash but they can join my Uh, public page where I post everything on there, and I mean everything, I'm very open as a person, Um, that would be www.facebook.com forward slash DC Brickner, and uh, uppercase D, uppercase C, uppercase E. All
5: right. And now you also have that uh, website where people can read your, your essays?
1: Uh, yeah, everything will be published. Oh, the essays are all like ground report. I also publish on MySpace. Uh, they can go to my MySpace page where I also have all my essays published, and that's www.myspace.com forward slash Donald Croft Breckner. Almost everything is Donald Croft and They can also look me up on Google uh, where i got a gazillion pages of hits there, and if they're just curious uh, about, uh, my background in the various places where I've been published. They're welcome to uh, peruse that. And I, I, but Facebook's the page I spend most of my time on, and uh, and I and I go back and forth between the, both my public and and, and pro- a profile pages. So that's the best way to contact me. Just uh, uh, either click like on my public page. Uh, if you try and I would welcome anybody onto my friends page, but you know. Uh, Facebook won't allow it. Yet. So uh,
5: Well, you know, I have a feeling that you're going to be uh, out there chatting a lot more to to different people, and I really want to thank you again for coming on the program this evening. So, uh, I I really I really found this fascinating.
1: Uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time, and I know you had some frustrating times trying to come, to, uh, trying to narrow down the focus of what we chatted about. I I, I really sympathize with that, and I.
3: Uh, I want to thank you for the
1: opportunity to have our chat, and I've enjoyed it, and I would love to do a lot more of these.
5: Yes. Oh, you have so much information. It's like, gosh, where do we tackle this? So, again, thank you so much, Donald Croft brickner And guess what, you guys? We have come to the end. Have another fantastic Friday evening. Remember, you can catch me here every Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. You've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, on Inception Radio Network. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here. Good night, everybody.